Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. If you enjoy One Hit Thunder, which I'm assuming you do considering you're listening to it right now, I want to tell you about another great music podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. It's called Riffs on Riffs. On this season of Riffs on Riffs, hosts Toby Braswell and Joe Watson are breaking down one iconic pop song each week. Everything from Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer to Journey's Don't Stop Believin' to Naughty by Nature's OPP. Each week, they crack open the song, trace its history, decode those cryptic lyrics, and unearth the hidden gems in its musical DNA. Not only do they dive into the song's history, lyrics, and impact, they also go down some fun and oftentimes hilarious rabbit holes. So yeah, if you're a fan of One Hit Thunder, I think you'll also enjoy Riffs on Riffs. So go hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Well, I don't know. Everyone has a podcast now. Well, not really. What is true is that, according to Nielsen statistics, 55% of the U.S. population, that's over 155 million people, have listened to a podcast, and 24% of the population, that's 68 million people, listen to podcasts weekly. And these numbers continue to trend upward. What's also true is that over 75% of all podcasts fade away after the first few episodes. It could be for a variety of reasons, lack of strong concept, poor production value, people not realizing how much time needs to be dedicated to it, or simply just not knowing how to get the word out about podcasts. That's where WeKnowPodcasting.com comes in. At WeKnowPodcasting.com, we have a combined 25 years of podcast experience, and we can help you achieve your podcasting goals. Whether you need help starting a new podcast or want to take your currently active podcast to the next level, we got you. From consultations to concept development, from theme music to editing, promotion, animation, graphics, you name it and we're here to help. Don't become another failed podcast statistic. Let us guide you and help your show become a success. Check out the website at WeKnowPodcasting.com. And even if you're on the fence, don't hesitate to reach out. We're friendly guys, we're passionate about pods, and we're here to help. This week's guest is Paul Menetiotis, who joins us to discuss the short-lived success of EMF. What does EMF stand for? Well, in reference to this episode, we hope you'll say entertaining motherfuckers. Could EMF have been the sound of the 90s if Nirvana never happened? We'll never know, but a world without Nirvana is pretty unbelievable. Oh! You're I feel like a good way to start this episode is if everybody can give us give us your best. Oh! 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 <laughs> That's going to be good. so loud on, right, <laughs> when yeah. you're editing. Oh! Hopefully the limiter caught it. I'll and, just put them all at yeah. one so it sounds like we harmonized. Them. Okay, yeah. nice. <laughs> we, we've talked about songs being jarring and grabbing your attention. What grabs your attention more than, Oh! <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, let's get right into it. Yeah. So apparently, (laughs) all these years of hearing, you're unbelievable. Oh! 
I always just heard like, yeah, like a record scratch yeah, DJ thing. Something. Yeah. But it's actually a member of the Black Panther Party saying, what the fuck? Is it? Well, I knew it was saying what the fuck, but what about the Black Panther Party? It's it's just a recording of a Black Panther Party member shouting it at like a meeting that they grabbed the sample from. They So EMF pulled some wild where, samples and it where, got them in trouble. Where does Andrew Dice Clay come into the picture? So uh, Andrew Dice Clay, which, the funniest thing to me is that when I did the research, it was like the O comes from Andrew Dice Clay in his movie, Adventures of Ford Fairline. I'm like, oh, you had to pull it from specifically right. the movie, not just like every second Anything of his Anything else he does, like, yeah. Yeah, that's his whole thing. And I got to tell both of you guys, because both of you guys texted me about this song, and Paul's like, I can't wait to talk about English motherfuckers. And then Matt texts me and says like, yeah, ecstasy motherfuckers. And you guys are both wrong, because it's ep- cause it's Epsom Mad Funkers, listen, w- which was the name of the fan club for New Order. Yeah, listen. They can say that that's what it stands for, but then when they release a song where the chorus is E is for ecstasy, M is for motherfucker, motherfucker, they're clearly saying that their band stands for ecstasy, uh, motherfucker. Fair enough. That's a pretty good indication, but I never heard of either of those. Yeah, that's crazy. So Where did all of this come from? Hold on a second. Back it up a little bit. This song is from what year? 90. 90. Did ecstasy exist in 1990? I, I felt like th- that was like later in the 90s well, when people started right. doing ecstasy, but I guess maybe, probably. Maybe here, but you have to remember this is an English group that was part of an alternative yeah. dance rave scene. Techno-ish scene. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so they were ahead of the curve on the, the, <laughs> the ecstasy <laughs> On scene. the ecstasy yeah. train, yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. I would assume so. <laughs> Could you imagine how cool it would be to take some ecstasy and listen to EMF <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> on oh, repeat? Man. Yeah. <laughs> Just about everything. I cool. kind of want to do that tonight. You'd just be screaming, oh, everything. <laughs> and I'd be in the room going, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then boom, you got yourself a sample. You know what? I've I've never done ecstasy. I've just never been around it. But everything I get, I get described is like everything feels so good. And I imagine someone come up and touching me. Yes. And just go, oh. <laughs> yeah, they're, they sampled... Their stuff was very sample heavy and it got them in trouble. They had to, on future pressings of this album, they had to change a song because Yoko Ono sued them because it was audio of Mark Davis Chapman like talking about what he was planning to do. Jeez. She was like, yo, buddy, could you not put that on your album? Yeah. Dude, I hate the fact that I know the name Mark David Chapman. Yeah, it's frustrating. I, I, I hate that. The guy became famous for just killing John Lennon and calling the cops like, hey, I just killed John Lennon. I'm going to sit on the curb yep. now. And then Mindless Self-Indulgence wrote a song about it. Yeah, I bet it's real good. They were probably on some ecstasy motherfuckers yeah. when yeah. they wrote it. Yeah, yeah. So for years, yeah. English Motherfuckers was the name of this band for yeah. me. Hey, I had the cassette single of this song as right. a little kid. Yeah, so I had it on CD. Yeah, nice. as a kid. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, what what did we like so much about this song? <laughs> I would love it. I mean... I guess I, well, I hey, still like it. Can I ask you, like, I don't know, <laughs> maybe this is, like, wrong. I, I This is unfair, for sure. But, like, isn't, like, 21 Pilots kind of like that or something? I mean, I mean the, it's it's coming back around, these it's, things, It's coming you know? back around, and also, like, when I was looking at what songs were on the charts, 
One of the other songs that was really high on the charts at this time was Jesus Jones right here, right yeah. now. And I feel like these two songs and For bands sure. are super interchangeable For in sure. my brain. For sure. Very similar. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Man, yeah. definitely. I would have thought that was the same yeah. band. Yeah. yeah, you could, yeah, mash that up. To this song's credit, it has the O that yeah. we love. You're unbelievable. That's catchy. I'd even say the things you say part is really catchy. Yes, like, it is. Dude, like, the pre-chorus The pre-chorus is, is good. Fire. Dude. The verse is good. <laughs> you burden me with your questions. You'd have me tell no, no lies. lies. You're always asking what it's all about. So listen to my, my replies. replies. Yeah. You say to me, I don't talk enough, but when I do, I'm a fool. Yeah, I cannot. Dude, when that, when the, the things you, you say. say. Dude, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, undeniable. The leads, the guitar leads are yes. sick. Yeah. They're good. They're good. And it's like a dirty roomy drum sound with a nice low fat piano i mean like it's there's very few elements it's great i have to wonder because this is like it's one of the things where you have to look back now and you're like okay this is 1990 little did emf know that like in a year smells like teen spirit was gonna happen and like change radio but like if nirvana didn't happen would this be like the sound of 90s rock that people remember is like this weird like techno heavy sample or craziness or would it have just became a monster become a monster yeah yeah like like it could have been the biggest like this could have been when people think of like oh yeah the sound of the 90s grunge there's another alternative reality yeah. where it could have been like, yeah, yeah, you know, that Madchester alternative dance scene that dominated the 90s. There is yeah. that. I want to live in that branch for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At, at that at that diversion, man, imagine going back in time and like making sure Nirvana didn't get signed and see what <laughs> yeah. would have happened. What would have happened? Because 1990, think about this. It's Ice Ice Baby and you can't touch yeah. this. And EMF. EMF. And whoa, where was stuff yeah, going if yeah. Nirvana didn't come yeah, along? Yeah, let's uh, hold on a second. We'll just look real quick. When this chopped the t- this topped the charts, this was the number one song <sighs> in wow. America. Shockingly, July 20th, 1991. So like they pulled that off post Smells Like Teen Spirit, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, wow. But also on the charts, Jesus Jones right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Then you got Everything I Do, I Do For You by Brian Adams, which is a eh. movie soundtrack song. Yes. But I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad and Summertime Ooh. by DJ Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince. <laughs> Great I, jam. I could have dealt with another three yeah. or four years of that day yeah. on the radio. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't too bad. It's funny. I don't think of this song as... Be- it is. Don't get me wrong. But for some reason, I never think of this song as like rock. I think of it as yeah. like raver pop or something. Or, <laughs> yeah. or I think of it more of as like a pop song, but it rocks. Yeah. yeah. It definitely rocks. Yeah. I, but were these guys playing instruments? It was, it was a band with okay. a DJ. Okay. Yeah. DJ It was milf. new metal. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Maybe we were just would have just gotten new metal yeah, it sooner, happened sooner if Nirvana didn't ever... Yeah, this is Fred Durst's biggest influence, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) One thing that I think is pretty crazy that (laughs) I don't remember these, but Kraft Crumbles. Yes, I saw those commercials. You did. And I was like, man, that really cheapens it for me. Like, (laughs) man, that's They're (laughs) crumbelievable. They are. (laughs) EMF didn't give a fuck. No. No. They're getting paid from that. VH1 said it's number 31. On the greatest one-hit wonders chart, they're legit one-hit wonders. They're one, what shocked me was that they did have another song that hit 18 on the charts, but then enough of everything else I read was like, they're on one-hit wonder lists. Yeah. Like, I've never heard this count. song lies in my entire life. Right, yeah. Whatever it is, it somehow hit it on the charts, but I would be hard-pressed to be yeah, able to tell you yeah. a single lyric from it. Man, yeah. I got to check out the video again. <laughs> I, ha- I didn't watch I... it before. No, neither did I, but I kind of remember it just being like 
colorful. Yeah. Right? It was just like... The only thing I I remember is the lead singer holding the microphone and doing the You're Unbelievable, very monotone. That's like the image. And I don't know if it's just because... That was the clip in every like infomercial CD mix where yeah. they'd be like, "Here's the songs of the '90s," and yeah. just cut to him like, "You're unbelievable." <laughs> <laughs> were, were they were they playing? Oh, I wish everyone could see that face, <laughs> dude. <laughs> were there like a band, like a bassist and a drummer yeah. and stuff yeah. in this yeah. video? Their bassist okay. died of an overdose. Yeah, he did. Oh, yep. Yeah, so they had a band. They yeah. had at least they had a bassist. <laughs> I, I didn't remember. I'm a DJ. I don't remember the band in the video. Yeah. I don't remember there being a band, but yeah. I, I guess I guess I can see it now, like the instruments huh. for those guitar shots. I know. feel like this song when if you were seeing EMF live and there wasn't a band and a guitarist playing that guitar riff live, I feel like the song's way less exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you need you need yeah. that full sound. Yeah. You wouldn't get that from a DJ with right. samples. Right. Yeah. I and there's gotta be a dude rocking a keyboard or piano yeah I, I i'm gonna see i bet there was like six members of this band yeah yeah <laughs> probably it's pretty like, extensive yeah the english motherfuckers as paul, <laughs> as paul liked to call them <laughs> yep epsom mad funkers of course from what is it that's a reference to what you the said it's new from some... order fan club oh i like my name better <laughs> yeah yeah seven members seven members seven of the band. members yeah vocals slash guitar then there was the turntable slash programming, guitar slash keyboards, bass, drummer, a second keyboardist who did samples, and then a second drummer. And that's okay. as the carrot members. That's not mixing in former. drummer. So two drummers yeah. to wow. give that full live sound. Yeah. Who? Okay, we need to know. This needs to be a household name. <laughs> What's the name of the guy singing this song? James Atkin. Okay. James Atkin. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that somebody else's name? You're thinking of Jim Adkins. <laughs> yeah, I am. What I am thinking of Jim. <laughs> Are you thinking that? of Rowan? <laughs> <laughs> Rowan Adkinson? Yeah. It'd be awesome if Jim Adkins was actually the singer of EMF. <laughs> we, never, we, just, we just uncovered that mystery. But no, that that's cool. We should all know his name. That's important. Yeah. You definitely hear the British come out in yeah. the, the delivery of these vocals. I feel like a lot of times... There were American singers that for some reason sang with a British accent, a.k.a. Billy Joe. Yeah. Uh, and then you have English singers who I would have never been able to tell that they were British at all. But this this definitely has yeah. the British sound to it. And I imagine that if you were in England in 1990, this was just everywhere. Yeah. Just playing everywhere. This is what I imagine. I imagine it was one big EMF video. I think it was it like number three in it did. All, but it, I think that the scene that it came in, from was actually a massive music movement for a little bit in the UK versus the UK, right. like here at like whatever. Yeah. Right. It but topped it, at three on in three, the UK. Okay. So, but it was one here. I mean, yeah, it's pretty nuts, but I, but you're right. It's probably like that and more right. in, in the UK in that scene. Yeah. 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 But in the UK, they had eight songs of theirs that were top oh, 40 wow. hits. Okay. Including a cover of I'm a believer sung by two comedians. <laughs> What? They provided what? the backup music for it. Yeah. EMF, man, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this song incorporates everything. Okay. Incorporates rock. Mm-hmm. You have the DJ element. I feel like they're, I feel like it's funky, kind of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You get a funk. That, that like, bow, bow, down, 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 down. Yeah. I can hear like a little bit of a funkiness in there. Yeah. Yeah. That guitar lead's pretty funky. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. It's you're a real, right. It's a real amalgamation of I, styles. It's like more bluesy to me than hmm. funky. Or something like that. I don't know. It's weird because, like, I don't know if you notice this, but, like, I don't know. Do you play an instrument? I pretend that I know how to play guitar. All right. But, cool. But so enough pretend, to understand where so, you're going. Pretend that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're, like, constantly switching between major and minor, like, the whole time. 
Uh-huh. I'm telling you the whole time. Not like, okay, here's the verse, and then the chorus is major. You're, and, and, and I say major minor, I mean like the blues distinction. Mm-hmm. Like it's still major, but it's just like bluesed out, like okay. blue notes. You know what I mean? It's, I know what you mean, yeah. But, but it essentially plays with that relationship, and it's in and out the whole time. Mm-hmm. So that's hard to do and make it not muddy and weird you know what i mean yeah, yeah. no because that is a very like when you hear a major sound yeah versus a minor sound it is a very jarringly yeah. different yeah tone so yeah. they're like right to be able to do that within yeah. within the like a single section not just a whole song yeah you know yeah that's weird yeah that's <laughs> it is weird listen to it again with that in mind wonder why they went with the andrew dice clay thing do you guys think andrew dice clay is funny no. no, no, no. He's not funny whatsoever. No, but, I think it's funnier to make fun of him or something. You know what I mean? But like, you know what? I there is one thing that Andrew Dice Clay did that I actually think is legitimately funny. Are you familiar with his album, "The Day the the Laughter Died"? <laughs> no, I've heard that. Yeah, title, but he, no. he put out this album called "The Day the Laughter Died," and the premise of the album was: I have absolutely no material, and I'm not booked at this comedy club. And I'm just going to show up up. and riff for an hour and record as the audience gets pissed off and leaves. And that was his album that he put out. That's funny. That is pretty punk. And he's like, I like, I don't know, like he was fine. I think he's all right in like small doses. Like when he was in like A Star is Born as like Lady Gaga's dad, I was like, all right, that's a good casting of him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think he knows his place now. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't do anything for Chris either. He's like, no. Because he was in like Entourage as like their, like he played like a parody of himself. Of course he was on Entourage. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think he's just, I think he's self-aware of who Fair he enough. is. Fair enough. <laughs> I think, yeah. I, I guess he had a show. My buddy Johnny told me he had a show that was really good. Okay. You know, oh. On like Showtime or something. Oh, maybe, where, yeah. Where it was like, I think, what, like you're saying, self-aware. Yeah. And was he just maybe playing a character? Oh, maybe- he's always said that he was just playing a character. Like, he was just like, this is my impression of douchey New yeah. York guys. Okay. Right. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he did that, you know, he's that's just, his like, whole, if yeah. he was a character yeah. doing that, guy then that is funny welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute what's the name of that podcast that's axe to grind uh and right now you're going to be getting a little little taste of it right down to the shaky microphone and all (laughs) and my name's bob and my name's patrick and usually we're joined by tom tom's the best tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work but we talk about decidedly not so grown-up things like Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe to Grind podcast. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? <laughs> How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, 
And my good friends Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. Selling out Madison I, Square Garden to be like <laughs> hickory dickory dog. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> I think though that I don't know. It's funny. It's funny Are when we you slowly sit here, turning Paul into no, a it's funny Dice when, fan. I know. Well, it's funny when you sit here and do it because we're making fun of it. Like yeah. that's the hey, hardest I've laughed today. I challenge you guys to make an Andrew Dice Clay joke <laughs> off the top of your head. A new one. Oh no. <laughs> oh, on blast. Give me a give me a nursery rhyme. Oh god. Um oh, man. Ba, ba, black, black sheep. Okay. Ba, ba, black sheep. <laughs> hold on. This is hold on. This is I'm like complex. To, I'm trying to think how can I make this super sexist? <laughs> What's the most sexist ba, ba, black sheep? Maybe not go down maybe this not. road. Maybe not. A different nursery rhyme? But yeah, yeah. I just oh. I I do think <laughs> Bail on I mean for all we yeah. know, for all we know, <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay to comedy is not that far off from ICP to hip hop, where it's just yeah. like, yeah. we're just doing the most insanely offensive, absurd thing we can possibly do. Yeah. And people keep giving us money. Right. So why should we stop? Right. Why like, would we stop? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I said, he's selling out Madison Square Garden right. like, doing multiple this nights to do nursery rhymes and about his dick. Yeah. And then, and then go, oh. <laughs> yeah. 80s comedy is a cesspool. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's a cesspool. Anyway, EMF. Yeah, I do, I do want to talk about like, so as we said, they were part of the Manchester alternative music scene. This was their debut single, which is, I mean, we should all be so lucky to have a debut <laughs> single that does this well. Yeah. But yeah, basically what ended up happening, like why, besides the Nirvana piece that clearly is a factor to count, their follow-up album and EP did like nothing and they eventually broke up but they've reunited three times <laughs> Nice. since breaking up in 1999, nice. which is yeah, on par with any of the other bands that we listen to. Yeah, anymore. exactly. They're still together right now. Probably not right this second, but okay. yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, they. I think that they're. From what I understand, after the second album went poorly for their third album, they're like, "All right, we got to get dark. We're not going to use samples oh. anymore. We're oh. gonna, like." And I think they kind of tried to do like an industrial sound. Okay. And wow, I don't think it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that this uh, the dude sounds like a little boy. Yeah, you I know? mean, I feel I feel like they're a party band. Yeah, you know I mean, like I I wish I had listened to more of their stuff, but like I have a feeling that this album's probably fun. Yeah, their first record. The, yeah, I feel what, like this yeah, first record was probably good. It's probably I, like a really fun I, album. I, I fucking owned it, and I don't know, yeah. you know, but <laughs> you were just uh, listening to unbelievable. Exactly, yeah. but. Does that make, wow. That's what his singles were for. Man. You realize that, right? Yeah. There's a cowbell in this song. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. exactly. Yeah. Another thing that's hard to do. It's a real train wreck of a song. <laughs> it is. It's really got everything. Yeah, it's got, it's got a, the kitchen sink, yeah. like everything. I mean, turntables. But also not much, right? I, ju- I, I stand by the fact that it's just a few instruments but there is a lot of chaos. Yeah. It's chaotic sounding. Yeah. Which is cool. No, I think that's cool. That's something that on paper doesn't feel yeah, like it would yeah, work. Yeah. But in practice, it, it works it, really it well. It clearly worked. Took them all the way to the top. Yeah, it did. <laughs> oh my gosh. They climbed that chart. VH, I think VH1 called it one of the best summer songs, or uh, Rolling Stone called it one of the best summer songs yeah. of the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a summer song of the now. <laughs> I'm going to add it to my playlist. <laughs> I mean, it's a good one. I mean, I was five. 
But like, what was well, what was the summer of 1990 into 1991? Yeah, like? okay. Was this? Do you remember wow. this capturing the I, vibe of that time? I wonder if my older brother had bought it, and it mm. was just like mine. It through inheritance. Inherited it. I've definitely inherited a fair amount of CDs from cousins. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how I had Blood Sugar Sex Magic. So Ooh. that's fucking great. I mean, yeah. like seriously, got it through my brother. You know, Blood Sugar Sex Magic just changed the game for me. Yeah. Because Dude, that Sir Psycho Sexy baseline. Oh, <laughs> like, the, I mean, the bass. Oh, that whole dude, song, but that baseline is ridiculous. That, I think that was that was my Birds and the Bees talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sir Psycho Sexy was my like. Oh, now I know what sex is. Yeah, it's always when a lady cop <laughs> yeah. pulls you over. A, you, a lady cop pulls you over. <laughs> yeah, you feel her crotch is warm. <laughs> <laughs> that she, was my she birds. Gets, she gets wet through her uniform. <laughs> I turned this into an anodized. That, like, that was literally like one of those songs. You know, like you have those certain songs that the first second you hear it, you're like, I can never let my mom know that this right. song is anywhere right. near me. I like, mean, the titles of the songs suck my kiss. I, Holy shit. That's aggressive. I was thinking about this while driving here that. I remember I asked for <laughs> I asked for the silver chair first yeah. silver chair album and my aunt wouldn't buy it for me because she was concerned about the song titles. Uh-huh. And I remember like I was driving and I'm like I remember that distinctly but what were the song titles that right. would have And then I remember there's a song called like My Suicidal Dreams and right. like a song called yeah. Pure Massacre. I'm like okay, I guess I guess uh, if she you're might someone's, have had a point. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're buying a CD for your 10-year-old, that yeah. might be a little yeah, yeah, like, yeah. off-putting. Yeah. Dude, suck my kiss. <laughs> I just think of how funny that'd been if that song was just suck my dick. Hit <laughs> yeah. me, you can't hurt me. Suck my dick. <laughs> that, yeah. I might that, make the song even better. Right. Did you ever, well, I guess you're an only child, right? So you I didn't am. you didn't yeah. osmosis albums from, no. right. from right. Because mine was my cousin, my older cousin. Sure. Gave me, he got, I think I said this before on the show, he was really into grunge. And then one day he decided that he only wanted to listen to rap. And Ooh. he gave me all of his albums wow. that he didn't want. So I went from having no CDs <laughs> to the first CDs I had were Soundgarden, Super Whoa. Unknown, all three Nirvana, major Nirvana releases, everything Green Day had put out up until that point, and like four Primus albums. I mean, you're set with it that lineup. It was a good time, up. dude. I, I was mean, like, I'm, ready for, the, I'm ready for the 90s now. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were talking about Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I remember being at a summer camp in middle school, and one of the older kids yeah. had that, and the Use Your Illusions were out at that time. The Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion uh, albums. Yeah. Man, I love that Red Hot Chili right. Peppers. First, <laughs> first parental advisory album uh-huh. that I got. Yeah, that and Adam Sandler—they're all gonna laugh at you. Now, there's a comedy record right there. Yeah, I—I uh, I think my my first parental advisor, I think it was actually Sublime, self-titled Sublime album. That's cool. Yeah, it was yeah. all right. Yeah, it's not really even that explicit. No, no, no. Because I couldn't speak Spanish, so I didn't know what he was talking about <laughs> with "Caress Me <laughs> right. Down." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know what he's talking about when he talked about his mushroom tip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a slight theory, but I was 12, so I still wasn't sure. <laughs> Man, the 90s songs were filthy. Yeah, yeah. cesspool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm glad. I don't think that I've ever... No, none of my bands have ever made a reference to a penis in yeah. their songs. I don't think so. That's a pretty... I mean, that's something to brag about. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot uh, of big name bands who can't say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, you can't speak for me. I mean, I've had... I was. Did you? Well, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. My high school band, yeah. yeah you had a it's song? It's possible. 
We had a song called Penis. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, it's possible. Oh, we'll it's see. A, there's some weird charm about the filthy high school bands. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they don't uh, hold up, but I have some of like my high school band's yeah. recordings where it's just like, yeah. we were just a bunch of idiots yeah, listening man. to Adam Sandler CDs and thinking we could write silly songs. Right. And we were bad at yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Musically, I thought we were pretty good for you know and looking back i'm not like necessarily too ashamed of it but yeah the words we didn't have shit to say speaking of words i guess i've never really thought about what unbelievable is yeah, about i tried to you burden me with your questions you'd have me tell no lies you're always asking what it's all about but don't listen to my replies you say to me i don't talk enough but when i do i'm a fool these times i've spent i've realized i'm going to shoot, shoot through, through and leave you, you. The things you say. So it's more of a, I'm better off with it. Like yeah, I, I don't even I'm need leaving. you. I can't do anything right. Yeah. You're unbelievable. According, yeah. You just, I, yeah. I, no, no matter what I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. What, is this one of those second verse, same as the first? No, <laughs> kind of it changes. You burn half. me with your problems. Oh. Uh-huh. But tell me more than mine. You're always so concerned with the way this you is, say. This is where he kind of starts yeah, so, sounding like he's whining. Yeah, you always have to stop. To think of us being one is yeah. more than I ever know, but this time I realize I'm going to shoot. Wow, this one does not have the rhyme scheme. That no, the first it verse no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It falls no, it apart doesn't. in the second verse. They really just let it go there. This seems like very throwaway lyrics. Yeah, honestly, they heard the chorus, so we, we got really, the chorus in the sample. We matter. don't need really anything yeah. else. This this verse doesn't mean anything. Just sing something with the British accent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just get real British. Make it sound like. D- drugs in Britain. Yeah. <laughs> Something like drugs that. in the UK. Yeah. D- just make it sound ni- 1990 and you're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So EMF. Where are you falling on them? That is tough. I can't name one other EMF song. Right. Okay. That That's what that means, but that doesn't really speak to the question because I'm with you there. I, I This is tough. You know, I like yelling O with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I own the cassette single. And I think it's really cool that they were saying what the fuck on the radio. Nobody yeah, even man. knew. I think that's funny and cool. Yeah. But if this song was on the radio or something, I might not leave it on now. I, even though I liked it at the time, I think it was kind of overdone, used in commercials, really. Not even for It's, it's Crumbelievable. Yeah, right. That didn't earn some points for See, you. See, that's, that's the thing. How, how do you rate this without your prior knowledge? I'm going to put my vote in. Gotta, I'm going with Thunder on this because I think that they took a song that lyrically is a mess. Yes. Musically is all over the right. place with some random ass samples and somehow turned it into an earworm. Yeah. And I think that that's some impressive, yeah. some impressive yeah. work. The song says nothing. Right. <laughs> says. Yeah. I love this song. I don't know what else to say. I would leave it on the radio. Okay. If it came on the radio. So you're going with thunder. I, I don't know. words in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. I love I know. the song. It's like, well, slow down. <laughs> uh, how do you Let me typically- ask you this, Paul. And you can be fine with it. Yeah. Granted, we were little kids when this came out. It's uh-huh. not like we were making music. How does it make you feel as a person who's made music for all these yeah, years? Yeah, no, it stinks. And perfected your, your craft. That, that's what... That this is what yeah. would be popular. Yeah. But no, it's it good. stings. But, but we, am maybe, I... Is that how I judge the, this question? No, I'm just put just putting it out there. Right. Like, <laughs> you the, just the, this goofy-ass song. Yeah. I'm, it's I, a mess, I'm still like you said. There's some elements that work, though. They have a good pre-chorus. They do have... That guitar riff after the unbelievable is really catchy. I don't know that we've ever written anything this catchy 
this crazy dude that's catchy. what i'm saying i mean like what a gold nugget that was this, right there this feels like the song that gets a band signed yeah like this feels like the song that like someone goes to a club and yeah. they hear the opener play yeah. this song yeah. and they're like we need to sign this band right the rest of the album can be trash but we'll sell a hundred like we'll right. sell a million copies with that song's power alone right i think okay the pre-chorus yeah the things you say the thing you say stop your humble oh <laughs> that's good that's like don't stop dude that, it is good it does have that perfect stop for sure where you say the catchphrase yeah. oh it's the formulas yeah Mwah. yeah i uh, uh, well yeah i wouldn't have wrote this i wouldn't no, have written that's this. what i mean yeah yeah I, I can't say this a lot yeah yeah, this is a thunder. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. This is a, this is Man. A I'm just, I just wanted to explore. Yeah. I just wanted to explore it a yeah. little bit, not just go like, oh, this song's all right. It's nope. thunder. Nope, absolutely. I had to give some blunders the last couple of days. I had Dude, to. We dropped a three-way blunder on something. You today. did. Yeah. But old surfers got, yeah. got the blunder. Yeah. Got, got the blunder. <laughs> got, the, got the big B. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't give everything a thunder. I can't like everything. That's true. That's true. <laughs> He's not I, Matt Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> this dude likes everything. Right. He likes everything ever. He'll tell you what sure. Nickelback songs he likes. Yeah. I feel like People that just look, this doesn't mean math. Yeah. That's how you remind me for he's the record. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 yeah, right. He's informed, whatever. But I think it's boring to not have strong opinions on things. I've had people criticize me. Yeah. Like, why do you, why is thing, why does it have to be Black or so, white. so extreme? Yeah. Like, yeah. why do you have to have, so, but because that's fun to me. Yeah. It's fun <laughs> to me to have a strong opinion about that television show sucks or that one's amazing. That's the best thing I've seen in my life. That's the best. Like, I guess the difference is, is like, if something's just okay, do you give it a wild thumbs up or a wild thumbs down? I what what about the, the stuff that of, just doesn't move you? You know, I've what I mean? been of the opinion, opinion, and I I remember my friend said this about one of his movies that he made, but he was like, I'd rather have made the best movie you've ever seen or the worst movie that you've ever seen yes. than the movie that you forget existed. <laughs> yes, yeah, man, <laughs> like, absolutely, and. Same with your songs, same yeah. with your voice, your well, delivery, your I'll, performance. So many one-hit wonders, and I was trying to, I don't know, th there's a point I have to make here, and, and Paul, you might be able to yeah. help further this point, but a lot of hit songs, especially one-hit wonders, have something so strange about them, uh -huh. something out of the ordinary, yep. something that like yep. sticks out and makes you take notice, Absolutely. and, it, and it's not just like a great classic composition where everything yeah. is but they're rarely i mean maybe journey or something but like everything else you can think almost of. something gimmicky about you're saying it. one hit wonders yeah or, a, lo a yeah, lot of hits yeah. there a lot of hit songs there's almost something gimmicky about it there's yeah. something that like makes you go oh that's different oh what yes. is going on there yeah and this song is no exception yeah no it's not but there's a familiarity about it too, right? Sure. But it's like fine. It's striking that balance. Is it like you're absolutely right though? It it counts more to like just make someone feel something. Yes, it impress you. you An stick impression. out in their mind. Think, yeah. what, it counts what, more. What are some other songs you guys think of when you think of one hit wonders? What's the first thing that pops in your mind? Uh, don't worry, be happy. 
Yeah, the song's weird yes. as fuck. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah, but it's but it's weird as hell. It's so yeah. weird. It's yeah. such a weird song. Yeah. You know, it's got a whistle solo. It's got <laughs> it's all vocal. Isn't it all vocal? It's all a cappella. Oh my gosh, yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah. It's just him making noises with his body and it's his voice. It's the biggest a cappella song of all time. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, perfect example. What other? Na- any anyone, especially one hit wonders. What 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 have what have we done recently? I mean, I said Gundam style earlier when we were talking yeah, about that stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah, that's definitely an element of weird <laughs> yeah yeah for sure but we talked about the Gautier song oh it's, so it's got weird. weird all over it yeah so strange but the catchiness right isn't i guess that's what matters with that one yeah i could think of songs that are the other way too like natalie and brulia torn yeah that song's not weird at all it's just super catchy yeah that's, that's a kinda- really nice smooth slide guitar lead but i think it. that that's yeah. where we find that's that nice. divide you know what i mean like that's where yeah. it's like there's the songs where it's like, yeah, obviously Rockwell, someone watching me was going to be a one yeah. hit wonder versus like when you look at like a Dishwalla or a Natalie Imbruglia or yeah. a Macy Gray, it's like, why is this a one hit wonder? This mm-hmm. yeah. Everything about yeah. this should have been marketable for like yeah. a decade at least. For sure. It's like, especially the 80s. The 80s had so many ones where it's just like, like Cars. Yeah. I'm in my car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's just like, of course, that guy's not going to have another hit. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would he ever? Almost like typecasting or something. Yeah. I mean, uh, all the way. I mean, you talked about Tommy Two Tone. Yeah. What's, what's, <laughs> the, what's the gimmick there? It's a phone number that's catchy to sing oh, along right. to. Right. And but it's clearly a gimmick. Yeah. It's yeah, gimmicky. It's a and, thing. and there's a thing. And, and I don't think that ever in songwriting myself or bands, I mean, am I thinking of that like, no. Hey, in this chorus, let's sample Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. or let's do something that's so out of left field. Like, I want to use a bazooki in this song. Sure. Yeah. I mean, which makes me want to try yeah. something like that. My brother says stuff like that to me. Yeah. And like, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know? <laughs> but like, why don't I just think like that myself? Yeah. You know, why don't I think about like just pulling in random, like, very crazy instruments to see how they sound. Yeah. Sure. And something that people don't hear all the time. The music stops and someone hits a gong. Yeah. Right. And then you sing, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. or something that's just like, what? Yeah. What are you doing? And you make people take notice yeah. and snap sometimes snap out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. If it, if it catches people attention and like Matt was saying, rather Either people be like, yes. whoa, that's cool. That's awesome. Or people be like, that is horrible. The worst. Then like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Didn't do anything. Yeah. No I one guess wants to be wallpaper. That's the yeah. way I always describe it. Like, yeah. no one wants to yeah. just be wallpaper. Yeah. I might have to think about that. Yeah. Song. Next couple Definitely. songs I write, I want to think about like, what can be so different and weird and maybe obnoxious about or, this yeah. song or what a train ab- whistle what about this song is possibly weird enough to lean it lean on you say weird and i almost think that obnoxious is, is the, the more appropriate thing. yeah because this is literally emf unbelievable literally yeah has an obnoxious guy sample in it yeah definitely like the the definition of yes obnoxious guy. that is literally <laughs> yeah. the definition of obnoxious yeah and that might be the key to yeah at least a one hit wonder yeah at least at least yeah so, sometimes but uh, interesting yeah pretty interesting to think about
This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Fafalios of the band's Punchline Pack and Another Cheetah and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing Here Goes Nothing off the Punchline album Major Motion Picture. Visit punchline.com for upcoming tour dates, new music, and merch. If you have any interest in podcasting, visit weknowpodcasting.com for how Chris and I can help make your show sound as professional as possible. Let us know your thoughts on the show by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time. A secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts.